I think um, we have to think about there's no voluntary society, you know, throughout the history of man where there were kind of vegans, you know, there were by choice, there were, but not by um, evolution. So that's one thing. And there's all these arguments of, you know, we need to cook meat in order for our brains to evolve. And we are, you know, that changes from the monkey. So I have all these doctors who are super stringent on that. I believe in ethical vegans, you know, to not like, push, you know, push them too hard. So if they have an ethical reason to not kill animals or they want to not eat meat ethically, that's fine. But to use the arguments of um, going vegan kind of save, you know, help with climate change and reversing greenhouse gases. These arguments aren't really true because if you, you know, we, we change over to a regenerative farming model, which we were kind of seeing that's slowly kind of moving in that direction, but it was factory farming. It's actually a uh, positive 2.75 carbon parts per billion to make one impossible beef burger. And it's negative 2.75 carbon parts per billion to make a grass finished burger. So you need to make two grass finished burgers to make offset one. Make oh, one. Yeah. yeah. So it's, these arguments aren't really true. And then, you know, my issue is not so much with the vegans, with the reading, but more like the industry now. And I'll send you this picture of like, I think it's all the top fast food chains are now doing impossible or beyond um, meat, right? Which is now being, the studies coming out that like they're killing rats in seven days and the FDA was basically was pushed. I mean, some lobby obviously pushed the FDA to approve all this stuff. And FDA probably had this huge class action lawsuit in 10 years that people are gonna get very, very sick. So if you go vegan, like you can do it by a lot of hemp, a lot of mushrooms, a lot of whole real food and like stick away from the processed foods. You can do it, but if you really want to do it, you know, great. But almost every vegan entrepreneur, every vegan um, influencer that I've worked with, except for like three, the past like 10 years, secretly have like come to me to ask them how to get away from being a vegan because they're getting sick, their teeth are falling out, their hair is falling out and they're getting on a fish in two days and they're feeling better. Are you ready to experience a quantum leap in your well-being? Introducing Quantum Upgrade, the ultimate solution for tapping into the healing power of quantum energy. This research-backed service harmonizes your energy, balances your body, and neutralizes harmful EMF frequencies. Easily activate and control from your phone or computer, customizing your experience with different levels, powerful boosters, and frequencies like inner peace, or Olympic performance, and it works worldwide. It sounds wild, but it works. Tested rigorously by independent institutes and doctors, Quantum Upgrade shows positive results, improving blood cells and reversing stage one and two blood clotting in placebo-controlled double-blind studies. But that's not all. Recent research has also revealed a 20 to 29% boost in ATP production, a total game changer for enhancing your body's overall energy levels. Now guys, to experience this for yourself, we're offering a free 15-day trial with code ANCIENT at quantumupgrade.com. .io. Don't miss out on the quantum revolution. Quantum Upgrade, bringing high consciousness energy to transform your life. Welcome back to the Ancient Health Podcast, where we educate you on real health solutions that will help transform the way you live, feel, and overcome disease naturally. I'm your host, Courtney Versage, along with Dr. Josh Axe and Dr. Chris Motley. We're so happy you've joined us. Let's dive into today's episode.
Hey guys, welcome back. This is the Ancient Health Podcast. My name is Courtney. I'm here with my co-host, Dr. Motley. And today our guest is Misha Hyman. Oh man, guys, you're in for a treat. He is a fun guy, but he's also super smart and he's changing the world and he's doing it in great ways. And I can't wait to unpack all of that. But just to give you a brief brief understanding of who he is, what he's about and what he's doing, he's the founder and CEO of the Health Warrior Project. He's an advocate of the urban farming industry. He also started something called Biohack which we kind of already talked a little bit about. So I can't wait to peel back the layers on that and and what that's all about. But he's a professional chef. He's a former athlete. And more importantly, he's on a mission to educate people on the power of food as medicine. So Misha, welcome to the show. We're so happy you're here. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a long time coming and I'm really happy to be here. Appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. We had... Like we had the connection though. This is a really good connection. You know our friend Lindsay, who helps us with the uh, the podcast and such. And so she was telling us about how great you were and all the things that you were doing and all the uh, new advances that you research, the new avenues like biohacking, but also how you infuse it with what uh, you do with like food as medicine. So um, I don't know how Courtney likes to kick it off, but I usually always ask people like. Tell us a little bit about yourself, like like about the passion, like how you got into the work you do, why you like to do it, and just what attracted you to it. I guess do you want the 10,000 foot view or the 20,000 foot view. Uh, oh, heavens, heavens, whatever is most comfortable to you. I keep a short story long, um, as they say. Um, and I guess to really kind of bring my you know story into Genesis and how I really you know became the health warrior, been someone who's really... A, interested in creating trauma-informed healing centers, places where people can heal, you know, biohacking being an element, ancient Chinese medicine, Ayurvedic medicine, indigenous medicine to really calm the nervous system and heal, um, you know, heal our body, mind, and soul, um, was I actually, you know, honestly, the the real reason, and I wrote about this on my website, um, is that I actually had a pretty staunch eating disorder or disordered eating issue that I deal with every day. And you know, I had a, you know, just not to go too far into it, but I had a, you know, two parents who were, you know, super forward thinking in functional medicine. My father's a functional medicine doctor. So nothing in the house had hydrogenated oils, high fructose corn syrup, you know, nothing in a package that wasn't like nuts or chocolate almonds or, you know, <laughs> whatever. So um, I basically always had to cook for myself a meal, even, you know, you know, probably even to like nine, 10 years old, you come home, you're not going to have a snack. You have to make, you know, rice, chicken, whatever. But, you know, going, you know, towards my college years, I always had a relationship where I wanted to, you know, I would binge a lot when I had like the opportunity to. Um, and then in college, I actually dated this woman, I wrote about this in my blog, who was a chubby chaser. You guys familiar with that, that term? Chubby chaser? Chubby chaser. It's Google it on Urban Dictionary. It's a, it's a, yeah. Uh, okay, I'm, I I'm, I'm talking right about. now. Misha, tell us. I'm listening. <laughs> the last thing I've ever expected to come out of your mouth right then. <laughs> well, no, no, this is, this is so. Like, I ha- basically imagine me having the understanding of food as medicine, what to eat, what not to eat. And then I'm finally dating this woman. Uh, I was a senior and co- uh, junior, senior in college who was like, you know what, just go crazy. But ultimately, it was a psychological disorder. She wanted me to probably, you know, not ever leave her because, you know, trauma, trauma, trauma. Uh, codependency, so on and so forth. So I gained 127 pounds in seven months. There's uh, an article I'll send you guys my like the Health Warrior Project, my healing journey on my website. I'll send it to you guys as a link everyone can read. Um, but I basically was like, it was I was an athlete. I always played sports, but it was like I was 327 pounds at six two. It's not like 
I carried it well, but it was still 300 plus pounds. Mm -hmm. So scale of 320, like five pounds. I'm like, you know what? We got to change it right now. Started going keto before keto was big in like 20, this is like 2014. Um, in 2016, ketogenic diets was the most Google diet, like in the, in the country. Um, but I went like, just basically ate like Vietnamese pho with no noodles. Like every day at lunch at work, when I worked, lived in DC, I, I worked for the Washington wizards. I'm really big into sports performance, peak performance. That's kind of my background in sports and sports nutrition. Mm -hmm. Um, and then just like went like grass fed beef and like greens and pho for literally almost bone broth for like seven months and lost almost all the weight. And I no over, no, I lost 129 pounds, but ended up being less weight. And then I started working for this life coaching company, sports performance development, which basically every single person I was working with their probably their core issue came down to either the relationship to food, relationship to their health, relationship to their kitchen and how they prepare food because of their family trauma and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And just seeing that in people is really interesting of like, oh, sitting down in a meal, it can be very hard for some people and other people, they love it. It's part of their culture. Um, and then I just ended up, you know, being, I was always like a cook and chef and I always cooked for people. And then I started doing a lot of nonprofit work and chefing for a few families. And I was like, you know what, I need to just build my brand, the health warrior project to teach people how to eat whole real food on a budget, organic, you know, high quality food. That's, you know, a quarter less than what it would be for a family of six at McDonald's. So long story short, my story came from someone who experienced both sides of being super almost orthorexic, healthy by mandated by your family, leaving, kind of doing the binge cycle, seeing how toxic it can be for people, not just for your mental health, but your physical or physical health, but your mental health. And then I started doing kind of human life coaching development sort of work, which really became, that's why I'm like a health coach first, I would say before a chef or a wellness entrepreneur. But to kind of wrap that all up, you know, now I'm like a peak performance coach, but really I work with anybody that wants to just get healthy and, you know, fix their brain. And that can go from, you know, anything from people who are CEOs to people who are, you know, working in like nonprofit sectors and just trying to be, you know, healthy as they can be in their, in their arena. Mm -hmm. Wow. That, was, that is a great story. I mean, version, but yeah. Oh man. That that's a wild transition. Wow. I'm actually, I'm curious because of really the swings, you know, coming from a background where, I mean, your, your childhood sounds nothing like Chris and I, because we we were eating like ho-hos and drinking like fudge rounds. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we're, we're paying the price still, but you know, here's the thing, like you, you started with this great foundation, then the pendulum swung so far in the other direction. But to me, the standout part is that even in that place where your body was not operating at its peak, that has to take an emotional toll on you. So okay. like what, I mean, I'm interested, you know, when you, when you were in that, like, what did it look like for you to have to say like, mm -hmm. okay, now it's time to like put all the pieces in place because when you don't feel your best, you're not probably confident like you, you were because it's just like, you just don't feel like you're in your own body, right? Like you're experiencing life. Like, you know, you can, So, like, what is that mental journey? Like, what was that like? Cause there's a lot of people that get stuck and it's just like, you know, they just feel like, man, I just don't, I don't mentally know that I can get myself in the game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a two twofold. I think one, um, 
getting people a quick reset to get out of there mentally i can touch on that in a second that's something i specialize in with my clients but but for me it was more when i stepped on the scale and i always had like body dysmorphia issues growing up my sister kind of bullied me for being chubby growing up so i had a lot of you know stuff there and uh like when i stepped on the scale it was more like if i don't change my life now and I, it could, I could have been like 500 pounds and I kept going. It was like nuts. Like there's just, mm-hmm. the stuff she was doing, she would make me, we, we lived in Florida. I was in college. So everything's cheap. We go out to eat, you order appetizer, entree, dessert. We'd eat like three bites and I'd have to eat it. And she would shame me if I wouldn't eat the meal. But it was also like a lot of psychological abuse. She would say if I lost any weight, mm-hmm. she would like want to break up with me. And then we had like a two-year relationship. And I actually went to her mother's house. And I'd probably lost like two pounds, nothing. And I was like, oh, you look like you look slender. You lost some weight. Like something nice to say. And we got in this huge fight. She's like, I'm gonna break up with you. You lost weight, go eat a burrito. So it was like this really toxic environment for me personally, where I had to realize like the people around me need to change for, for my environment to change. That's good. And that, and it was, I didn't just lose 125 pounds, I lost like almost, you know, 240 pounds. I lost the toxic person as well. Right. So I so you, 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 what I was able to do, I think for me, and I was lucky, I, I got my dream job, like right out of school, which doesn't really happen for anybody. I was in sports business, sports nutrition. I got a job in like, with the Washington Wizards, as like a video coordinator intern, super low level job. But like, I was in the mix of it in my career. So I knew I had something to look forward to. And if I had to lose the toxic girlfriend, you know what, like, so be it. But I was lucky. I mean, I had something to look forward to. A lot of people are stuck in that cycle and also have a lot of uh, codependent enabling relationships where it's, you know, not just their family, but their friends. And, and I have a lot of, have a lot of friends, especially in the Hasidic Jewish community and a lot of religious communities mm-hmm. where they try to get healthy. Mm-hmm. They, they're like, why are you, why are you trying to shame us for our diet? And it's actually a shame based thing to try to get healthy versus no, I want to fix the underlying core, you know, issue with my chi or my frequency or my gut or my brain. And for me, it's, it, it's almost like a, you know, I don't want to get into body positivity now. That's another conversation, but there's a really dangerous conversation we're having. I think as a nation where, you know, our health, I mean, I think COVID helped. We actually, we, we, we see our health a little differently now, but feeling good and emotionally, we don't know what that means. So feeling good and also being sick, there's no correlation. So if we fix with everyone who's, you know, loves their body positivity, that's great. We'll spend 10 minutes a day doing yoga, spend another 10 minutes doing breath work, go do a sauna, go for a 10 minute walk. That's less than an hour, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, simple things in your life and you actually will feel better. And it's not about how you look. It really is about how you feel, right? Because that's a whole gut, brain, body, mind, soul connection thing we can get into later. But yeah, I digress, but I think you can. No, no digress, man. This is great. So when you went through that and you, I mean, really chubby chaser, you being shamed for not eating and i just looked at it and i was i mean i i've never heard that guys so i don't make light of this this is this is very alarming to me like somebody would make you feel that way for losing weight exactly um which that aspect from your post your feed from your website you show about how to heal the emotional side of it and i think that's a good way like to entryway into somebody's, you know, health. Is that a way that you would suggest to people out there or you yourself, like when you work with clients, 
I know you're looking at the whole spectrum, Misha, but do you find that you try to focus a bit more on how to relax the mind, how to get that spiritual journey going in heart? Is that is that a first aspect or is it just like, how would you tell people out there to first look at their house? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, for me, first and foremost, if you're not doing the three basic things, sleep, nutrition, and hydration, all the mindfulness, all the meditation, all the yoga, all the breath work, it'll work, but it's, it'll have limited impact, right? So mm. hydrate well, you sleep, you know, men like nine hours, women like 10 to 11 hours, preferably if you can. I know that sounds like a lot. Um, like really just like real, I mean, sometimes you get seven, sometimes you get six, I get it, but just try to actually have like really good sleep. Mm. Um, and, and, you know, hydration and nutrition, like if you don't do those things, in my opinion, it's very hard to get people to buy into, oh, that holotropic breath work changed my life. I never need to do any mushroom or ever, any drink ever again. I can just breathe and calm down when I'm in a stressful, stressful situation. Um, and I think for me, doing like a five-day gluten-free, dairy-free, sugar-free, kind of high fat, you know, not vegan, preferably if you have, if you, if you are pescatarian, fine, but maybe throw in some grass-finished meat for five days will reset the nervous system enough you know, do a little bit of yoga, breath work, if you can, to do the other deeper work. That's my personal opinion, right? It quiets the noise and that's just inflammation, right? If we kind of can lower inflammation in the body through your diet, and then that's going to change your lifestyle. You probably just want to stretch more. You're not going to feel your joints aren't going to be inflamed. Then the no, at least for me personally, when I'm like on a two day fast and like just eating, you know, almost nothing, maybe bulletproof coffee. And like, for me, I like to reset on like a two or three day fast it's so easy to meditate. Otherwise it's like kind of hard for me to meditate because I got a lot of crap going on in there. But mm -hmm. I think for people to really like almost simplify it. Yeah. Just like do an elimination diet for five days and then we can talk about your healthier protocol long-term, but that'll help even three days, but like that'll help quiet the noise. But if you go day one, Hey, I'm going to have a big Mac and then go meditate. It's going to be hard to meditate. And that's just, my personal opinion, unless you're like yeah. a guru genius who can just tap in, it's it's hard to fight that noise. Mm -hmm. I think that with um, when you're talking about cleansing out the actual toxicity of the body, I think people out there can forget that if you really want to get into a mental state or a spiritual state, that you can't have the toxicity running through your blood. Because we know like in Chinese medicine, Ayurvedic medicine, they always say that uh, the heart's the center of the mind, like the Shen. So we always say that you're going to have these feelings in your heart. And I always tell my clients, Misha, I don't, I always say, if you have too much toxicities or you're not drinking enough water, your, your body doesn't even have enough electricity and you have the nutrients to actually push nutrients to the rest of the body and your heart suffers. So just having the right nutrition and, and hydration. Um, in fact, at times, I'm really surprised when a client comes in and I'm doing all this work and I'm like checking all these things and trying to sound all professional and do, and I go, well, how much water do you drink? And I yeah. know you see this too. And you have Courtney as well. People say, Oh, um, I drink about two cups of water a day. And I'm like a day. And they're like, yes. I said, go home and drink at least eight cups of water to 10 and then come back to me and see if it actually, if you're, if this is bothering you at all, because it to have like your kidney shut down water kidney affected like, you have to have the water you know yeah, and our body's made up so much like if you think about the amount of water our body's made up of and if we're not actually cleansing our water and letting it just drain our lymphatic drainage and let our bodies do the work we're putting so much stress in our nervous system for no reason 
And I think also like I go to the sauna a lot. The Russian Turkish bathhouse is like my favorite detox, right, in New York City. But I find myself always dehydrated because I'm, you know, I sweat three times as much or more when you're in there. So I'm always like trying to have the electrolytes, you know, trying to have coconut water, or good, you know, good quality, you know, sugar and electrolytes if I can. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's shocking how people are just underhydrated. Oh and yeah, walking to zombies almost. Now it's like with Courtney, like I love it because whenever I see Courtney, she loves to like, she's, I mean, she's got her electrolytes and her minerals. Like, I mean, just like, I mean, anytime you see uh, when Courtney's around, she has those things going on and Courtney, I didn't mean to cut you off, but like the importance of the electrolyte system. And so we're talking about like when you invigorate the body in these simplistic formats, like you start to add in like nutrition in the, in the format of like saying, okay, what kind of diet's good for you? So, and they get the basic ones down, like your, your hydration, your sleep. I love to go through all these, but with the nutrition, how do you recommend individuals? They all say, okay, let's do a keto diet. Let's do a paleo type diet. How do you suggest that to your patients? Or what are the guidelines you would, you would say, look within yourself. And this is the kind of diet you need. Yeah, so I wouldn't say it's one size fits or one size fits all um, method. Is not really how I, I approach it ever, but there are principles I think everyone should apply. Um, you know, tr- if you can, like, try not to eat. I mean, for me, once to twice a day is almost, or twice a day is almost too much. And I really like monitoring myself. Eating three meals a day is not something that we do as a like a species like we're not meant to be eating three meals a day we're, we're grazers we even we're hungry we when we stop when there's a big kill we we, we bulk up we're not like eating three meals a day at a table so i would like to say to people like try to eat once a day if you can right once or twice a day just i mean twice a day to start but like once a day if you can not for everybody for women maybe not so much but for men i think is really important just to start resetting you mm-hmm. um but like avoid just i think it's more of what to avoid right avoid processed food processed sugars try to stay away from alternative sugars too stevias for a while just like try to stay away from all that for maple syrup if you can that's probably the best i would say Mm -hmm. Uh, and and dairy if you have dairy have like heirloom dairy really good like raw 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 dairy goat goats okay but just be careful with your dairy Mm -hmm. and just like eat real whole food like if it doesn't have to all be organic but if you can eat local better um but it's pretty simple. And I think most people overcomplicate it. And they have all these friends who are in doctors who want isogenics and are on these bars, not bars. But if you look up in the pack of these packages, it's like 500 ingredients or like 400 ingredients or like, you know, mm-hmm. the list is this long. My rule of thumb, if it's in a package, no more than three or four ingredients. And everyone you have to pronounce like almonds, salt, you know, olive oil and, you know, rosemary, like whatever. Right. So I think, you know, the way we have to think about it is, don't overcomplicate it. And then if you want to add in beans or grains in your diet, if you have any gut issues, like be careful with that. But for the most part, you shouldn't be eating grains at every meal. If you're, you know, if you're from the Far East and used to, you know, rice, that's a little different than us, you know, Westerners. Um, we can't really process the rice in the way, you know, a lot of, you know, people do in, you know, East Asia and especially in Japan. But, but I think ultimately for, for, the Western world, if we can have grains, you know, forbidden rice, like quinoa, like maybe twice, three times a week max. And then, you know, seed oils, be very careful with seed oils, you know, avocado oil, walnut oil, black seed oil, even though it's a seed oil, um, really good olive, you know, really good olive oil. And you can get like healthy oils, grass-fed butter, ghee, 
Um, but again, it's 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 more to me. My job is like a chef also is to make the healthy food seem enjoyable and almost more fun and more of an experience than you know the gluten dairy sugar processed food. So mm-hmm. eat your colors, eat as much colors as you can. You know, eat as local and as fresh as you can, but also don't have to break the bank right to do this it's all like if you go to the grocery store i always tell my clients just go on the outside go to the vegetable aisle and the produce go to the meat and fish aisle and then like the eggs and butter and check out mm. and easy you can be in and out in, in 20 minutes any grocery store you yeah. um, know people they're running down every line they're like getting these mixes and the mixes have to get that and this and and we have a very con- we live in a very convenient culture but we think Prepackaged stuff's more convenient, but no, chopping up greens and throwing them on a pan with garlic, olive oil, and you know some you know fresh you know chili herbs and and ginger takes three minutes versus you know baking the whole thing. So we our, our whole paradigm is totally backwards, and that's kind of my job is is to teach people that they can eat their way out of a you know a bad you know out of their bad health and bad mental health, but also if they choose to be the CEO or the captain of their own kind of input goes in their mouth. The gateway, to, the gateway to your health is your mouth, right? So if you only have that responsibility, it's like almost one third or one half, I think, of the whole health paradigm, which is like mm-hmm. my job to convince people to do that. Mm, that's good. Yeah. That's good. So you said, you know, early on, like you kind of were eating a lot of like Vietnamese food. So if you're, you know, because I see this a lot and there's a lot of like women, especially where they're so stressed out and they're trying to work out and they're trying, they're holding, they're like white knuckling their, their macros and like tracking everything. Oh, yeah. So yeah. So, Carrie, keep going. Yeah. No, I'm just, so I'm curious, like for somebody that's trying and they're not getting the results because you've been able to really, you've had to like, you know, real, you've had to experience this. Like you've had to dig yourself out of this and really create, foster a healthy relationship with food along the way. So like what, why, why is it that women are, you know, or and men, I'm not going to leave the men out, but like, why is it that people are are doing this, like trying and still failing? Uh, do you know that? Okay. So that's actually a very good question. Very good point. And it's something I see a lot with my clients. Do you guys know uh, the term orthorexia by chance? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. All right. So orthorexia basically is just for the, you know, the audience is basically you're almost too strict in your diet where nothing can come, you know, you can't, you're, you're, you're an orthodox to your diet. So if you're gluten-free, you can't have any gluten, no trace of soy sauce. You need only have tomorrow. You're going to ask the waiter. You're going to have a you're gonna panic attack. You're going to stress out your neighbors, stress out your friends, stress out the waiter. Your food's going to have stress in it. The chef's going to put stress energy into it. So it really creates a whole disaster. But what actually happens in that is when you actually, I mean, we all know this, right? You're a frequency doctor, you understand this, you know, very thoroughly. When you're stressed, the cortisol levels in your body just, you know, it can't, you just can't handle that stress. So it creates inflammation. And then when your body's inflamed, and especially from those, you know, cortisol spikes from being stressed, it is almost impossible to put the body back in homeostasis. Your body cannot heal if you're not, if you're inflamed, right? So I have all these women, women clients, especially I have some men clients as well, but a lot of women clients just cannot lose the weight because they're so stressed out about losing the weight. Mm-hmm. So that's why you're like, well, what do you, how do you get, what if you get that mental state first for people like that, who like can't lose a little bit of weight, I would say do some serious, serious, you know, trauma work or, you know, healing work or therapy or, 
you know, whatever, plant medicine, you know, go see a shaman or something. But basically that level of stress will inhibit you from ever getting your goals uh, physically and especially mentally, right? Because you're mm-hmm. basically in an ecosystem where your body is like on fire, overreactive. And how can you heal there, right? And then when they're sleeping, they're probably never in REM sleep and they're never actually having a good night's sleep and you can never recover and their hair is probably not growing and their nails probably aren't growing um, just because of the stress. So they're doing everything right. They're going to the yoga class, they're having the green juice. And any single person who counts their macros, I put them in the orthorexic category because you don't need to count. You literally can, I can feed you grass-fed bison, you know, mound of leafy greens, you know, sweet potato, cauliflower, you know, a bunch of, you know, scallops, prawns, a whole feast. You can have four servings and the, the high fiber and the nutrients that you're going to be pooping out in the morning. You don't have to count any, you know, macro there, right? So, so I think these people who are just so like the grace, remember the gray sheet, you know, any clients that do that? Um, like I have clients who I have clients who are on the gray sheet. It, it creates mental illness. Like it, it, it's like absolute psychosis for these people. So, you know, I think to say, what do you do with people who can't lose that weight? Do some deep, deep spiritual work. And that can just be like getting an app and just meditating for an hour a day and a guided app, right? I'm not saying that deep. And you can like listen to binaural beats and different frequencies on YouTube while you sleep. Like there's all these things you can do to calm your nervous system that's super, you know, cheap, free, non-invasive. Um, or get like a IM ketamine drip with your local doctor's office to reset your trauma or you know, go do a yoga retreat and or a vipassana for 10 days. There's so many things you can do to just reset your nervous system that our society is like, well, I just can't lose the weight. It's it's their fault. But no, we have to be the CEO. We have to be the author of our health. And, you know, I think that was such a good point, Courtney, of of people who do all the right things, listen to all these podcasts. Well, no one's telling them that you're probably overly stressed and you're probably losing your mind right now. Go do a downward dog and calm down. Mm, it's, I mean, that's the way you do, do it. downward dog and calm down. Can we maybe brand a team? Like, maybe we should do merch. That's no, be our first piece. That's a good one. Piece of merch. I mean, I'm a dog and just, you know, just think it out, you know, when you're doing it. That's good. I mean, I literally, I mean, I literally before the podcast was like, I had to do like three other things after this, after this, after this call or after the podcast. And I'm like, you know what? I was going to do a little yoga for five minutes. They did it for two minutes and then reset everything. Did happy baby and downward dog and now we're good to go. Happy babies. It is my favorite. I, I mean, this is great that we're talking about the relationship that you have to yourself, like according we talking about to food and, and Misha, when you're talking about, like you would suggest um, with certain types of food habits, I like to circle back too. whenever a person's saying like, I, you know, definitely like I'm counting to all my, my calories, I'm doing, you know, counting all my macros, I'm doing these steps. When you're talking with like fasting, because many people would even say that, like uh, there's some individuals who I've heard that say, well, is, is fasting good for you? Is fasting, you know, the most beneficial because there's individuals who count their calories so much. And then you're worried about that person's mental state of health, not, you know, because they're like, are they beginning too focused on something? And then they're like the, now they're, they're saying, look, well, let's do some fasting. So you have these individuals who can see like fasting could be something that may not be, you know, as beneficial or safe. What is your version on fasting? Cause I've seen patients do really well with fasting. Like I love this shirt, the Turkish bath. I mean, like when you say I'm doing you fasting, do you do fasting and going to the sauna? Do you find yeah. those things really beneficial for individuals who are in that mental state of at like getting too focused on, you know, the macros and the calories? 
Yeah, I think so. For those of you who aren't aware of what the benefits of fasting are, essentially it puts your body in a ketosis state, even if you're not on a ketosis diet, because you're running on ketones versus like uh, glycogen and glucose. So I think, you know, for me, I, you know, when I, as someone who has a little disordered eating, I do binge on occasion. I only like to eat when I'm, so me personally, as a chef food guy, I have a really funky thing. I never eat when I'm working because I have to like be focused and I'm a rest and digest kind of guy. So whenever I eat, I want to just like chill and relax and like take a nap. Mm-hmm. Unless it's like, you know, if it's gluten, especially I'll do that. But if it's like not gluten, I'll still just like relax. But if I'm fasting, like I, I can't play sports, I can't go to the gym, I can't do yoga if I have any food in my system. And the banya, I can't go to the sauna, or the sauna I can't go to the sauna with any food in my system. That's me. Some people need food. Some people's bodies are different. Um, but I think for the most part, like women, careful with fasting, do it for like a week on and off. Don't, it's not a long time thing. But for men, if you really want to have high peak, like mental performance, I would say like, try not to eat until like one or two, you know, if you want to have a bulletproof coffee or coffee or tea in the morning, that's a couple of those that's fine. Liquids are fine. My window is like two to five. When I, when I do two to five, I'm not ever going to go to bed full. You know, I can have a big meal, but my my stomach has like shrunk a little bit. So I'm eating less food anyway, but I'm still, you know, fully, fully uh, nourished. But I think that that works for me. Some people, like I would say, you know, for you, doctor, you probably would eat a little more food than me because I have a little more, you know, fat storage. <laughs> but it is kind of body dependent. But like if someone's super lean, like super lean and they're fasting and they think it's like great for their brain, I would probably say you're probably not probably need to eat a little more food. Mm-hmm. Um, who need to lose the weight to kickstart their brain. I think like, you know, between two to five, eat as, not, not as much as you want, but basically eat until you're satisfied and don't ever count your macros. Like maybe if you want to like count your, and also calories, don't count your calories because we all know calories in is not the same thing as calories out. 100 grams of, ca- or 100 grams of calories of um, Coca-Cola is not the same as 100 grams of calories of broccoli, right? So we have this whole weird myth with Cal. I don't know your position on that, but I have a whole stick on that as well. But, you know, I think we need to think about what fuel we use, right? Don't mm. think about like the, whether it's 87 octane or 91 octane, but if it's, you know, real whole food fuel, that's like real food and not, pro- I mean, these like protein powders and stuff, like people can just eat like a grass fed meat, like beef jerky, or they can eat, you know, a chia seed bar. There's so many things we could do that is so much less impactful for our long-term health that we're just not always like thinking because it's not, again, I don't think it's lack of, well, I never said this before, but my, my premise is these issues isn't, aren't so much a lack of access or, or lack of education. Sorry, a lack of access. It's more of a lack of education. So if we can kind of educate the people to do the low hanging fruit, the mic, I call them micro adjustments, we are maybe adding $50 to your weekly budget on your mental health or your health. Um, and maybe even saving money by long-term not having to pay for medical bills or, you know, medication. So, you know, I think we have to just be very conscientious of you know how we deal with our bodies mm. overall. Yeah. We really aren't. So, so good. What are, what are your favorite, because you're a cook, you're a chef, I'm interested to know what it is that you, you feel like, people enjoy the most, but like you said, they get the most out of it from a nutrition standpoint, but also socially and from community, 
gathering to have a meal, like what is it that you feel like lands so well with people? Because sometimes we overcomplicate it and that's why we don't act on things because we just go to the produce section and we're like, do we do bok choy? Like, what do I even do with bok choy? Like what's a parsnip? Like it just becomes overload. And then like so many of us are, we're like, okay, put it all in the cart and we'll figure it out. And then we go home and like all this produce is sitting there for five days and we're like, oh, now we got to stress out and figure out how to cook it all. So like, what's like a good, what, what do you feel like are your favorites that you like to prepare, that you like to serve, that you like to gather and eat with, that you just feel like, man, people can access this stuff. This is not hard. Uh, well, I work with a lot of like regenerative beef and meat uh, farmers around the country. So I love doing like a big kind of bison cookout and like for a lot of vegan, I, I turn vegans, right? So I love cooking a lot of mushrooms and, you know, eggplant and stuff on the grill. But I posted on our little thread what I love to cook and I always get the biggest, you know, ovation for is my Vietnamese pho. I have a 36 hour recipe that I put in there, which you guys can all try out. Everyone, you can edit the link. Yeah. Uh, but essentially, uh, I, I learned the recipe just from like this Vietnamese woman, uh, probably in 2014. And it was like, you know, I make, I, hers is like 16 hours. So I do mine for 36 hours. So like the, the broth is like super thick, super fatty. I don't strain out the fat. So it's like almost like a ramen level broth. Uh, but yeah, the whole recipe is in there. So that's my favorite. Everyone loves that. And it's super, super affordable and having like, you know, it, it, if you cook a big pot, you can cook for a hundred and like, you know, $50, super affordable. Uh, you know, the, you know, the, the greens you put on the toppings are, you know, super affordable as well. So that's, that's my favorite. And that that's on there as well. Oh, this is this good. Is so good. I'm putting this, I'm copying it down, Misha, right now. And I'm putting it on my thing. So I have it right here to, to yeah. this is good. Yeah. So we'll with, put the link in the notes too. Now with that. Okay. Misha, like one of the big discussions too, when you have like, you got became vegan and you have meat, right? So what is your answer to, or your thoughts about, you know, meats versus not meat? I mean, cause there's some individuals that say it's all carnivore diet, you know, and it's like, and I know everybody's by individual, everybody has own individual um, take, but um, is it beneficial? Like, what do you usually suggest uh, the, for people who do want to go vegan? Is there certain types of conditions? Are there certain types of health risks that you say you should be vegan? Or and the other people who say, I want to be carnivore, because uh, we're hearing both sides. And I think it's not either or. But um, what's your take on that? So I maybe I'm the bad guy. I think it is a little more either or um, than we think it is. I mm -hmm. think a lot of the vegans who become vegan are uh, maybe not in our community but there's a lot of like pizza french fry vegans um uh -huh. vegetarians who you know it's not really the healthiest way to go there you can do it uh you can you know be really conscientious you got to have a lot of hemp a lot of chia a lot of good quality nuts you know good quality oils you got to have um you know i think a lot of good quality mushrooms a lot of vegans don't probably eat enough mushrooms um but it's i think it's it's hard to do it correctly but no you can do it i think um you have to think about there's no voluntary society you know throughout the history of man where there were kind of vegans you know there were by choice they were but not by um evolution so that's one thing and there's all these arguments of you know we need to cook meat in order for our brains to evolve and we are you know that changes us from the monkeys so i have all these doctors who are super stringent on that i believe in ethical vegans you know to not like you know, push them too hard so they have an ethical reason to not kill animals or they want to not eat meat ethically, that's fine. But to use the arguments of, um, of you know, how 
uh, you know, going vegan is going to save, you know, help with climate change and reversing greenhouse gases. These arguments aren't really true because if you, you know, we, we change over to a regenerative farming model, which we were kind of seeing that slowly kind of move in that direction, but it was factory farming. It's actually uh, positive 2.75 carbon parts per billion to make one impossible beef burger. And it's negative 2.75 carbon parts per billion to make a grass finished burger. So you need to make two grass finished burgers to make offset one. Make oh, one. Yeah. yeah. So it's, these arguments aren't really true. And then, you know, my issue is not so much with the vegans, with reading, but more like the industry now. And I'll send you this picture of like, I think it's all the top fast food chains are now doing impossible or beyond um, meat, right? Which is now being the studies coming out that like they're killing rats in seven days. And the FDA was basically was pushed. I mean, some lobby obviously pushed the FDA to approve all this stuff. And FDA is probably have this huge class action lawsuit in 10 years. Like people are going to get very, very sick. So if you go vegan, like you can do it by a lot of hemp, a lot of mushrooms, a lot of whole real food and like stick away from the processed foods. You can do it. But if you really want to do it, you know, great. But almost every vegan entrepreneur, every vegan um, influencer that I've worked with, except for like three, the past like 10 years, secretly have like come to me to ask them how to get away from being a vegan because they're getting sick, their teeth are falling out, their hair is falling out. And they're getting on a fish in two days and they're feeling better. And I've had people say, oh, I had a piece of uh, steak. I got Burning Man. I get this vegan. I, I turned, I pulled the vegan buster. I, I I basically was a chef at Burning Man. So I gave this pe- vegan a piece of bison. And she was like, I literally felt my neurons like coming back on. And like, I was laughing, but it was like sad. Because you, you literally like this super skinny, probably, you know, only drinks green juices and like had a piece of meat. She's like, oh, I feel like this is what, I should feel like in nature, like what my brain's working. So that was mind blowing to me. Like I hearing stories like that. So I don't know, you know, eat a lot of vegetables. I, so I'm like plant rich. I would say my plates, 20% animal protein, 80% vegetables and, you know, good quality grains if I have to, or if I'm binging with some bagels or whatever, but <laughs> yeah, that's a wild story though, about the vegan that had the steak, but it's, well, I have- all the, I have hear the story all the time. I mean, I have clients who even just eat like real, like a real vegetable meal or real, like a real whole meal. He was not vegan. Will say, "Oh, I feel my neurons coming back on," and I'm like, "Oh, Jesus, mm-hmm. are we eating all day?" Yeah. Well, you know what? Those amino acids they go a long way for uh, for the brain and and the body. So I I will say like the only thing I've really been the only thing I've really been interested in tracking is protein. Because like counting macros and stuff like gives me anxiety. But for a short period of time, I started tracking my protein intake just because I was like, you know, because I had a baby like recently and all the stuff. And I was just like, I wonder if I'm getting enough because I just felt like I wasn't sleeping well. And I was like way under eating on protein. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I didn't realize until I started actually tracking how much protein I was getting. When I increased it, I like immediately dropped like seven, eight pounds, put lean. I mean, I was like, like my body composition changed. Like I was still, I was working out like the exact same, but I was able to build more lean muscle tissue and burn more fat. And then like some of the anxiety and like the mood and just hormones, like I felt so much better. Yeah. I mean, vitamin B is basically a hormone, right? So like, and, and I think like we really forget the, so there's something called CLA, conjugated, conjugated linoleic acid, and uh, 
grass-fed meat and grass-fed beef and grass-fed butter, which is basically a super fatty acid that's amazing for your brain, amazing for heart health, but like phenomenal for your brain. So even as you said it, right, I cook everything in omega-3 oils, basically everything, right? Coconut oil, olive oil, uh, grass-fed butter, and our ghee. And you literally will see people who have eaten, and I have clients who like eat like crap, and like have probably haven't gone to the bathroom in like two days. There's like a line for like the bathroom because the fiber and the things are like, oh, I actually haven't had a good bowel movement in like two weeks. I'm like, oh, we'll eat some real food, guys. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <That complicated. laughs> love, love a good BM. <laughs> I mean, we can talk about enemas all day, Nisha, when it comes to that. I, I think that. When you that's talk next, about like the next teacher, I love a good BM. There we go. <laughs> I'm literally taking down notes. <laughs> write, that, write this down. Product line. Um, yeah. When when we say that, you know, uh, increasing B vitamins, I think it is off. I mean, often forgotten that when, you know, because I have patients that have they're vegan and the vegetarian. And, and I think that the amount of B vitamins that you can get from a great piece of steak and the amount of iron it is you, you have to eat a lot more vegetables in some instances. Yeah. Yeah. to get that much amount and really stringently yeah yes yes and i mean and it's really important too that you know i've seen patients where their liver actually was activated a bit more when they got on meat pro protein products because their methylation Ooh. cycles they were just starving for b vitamins like and they were just like i need b vitamins and i and and I know we know like in our realm here, many people out there don't know. It's like if you don't get like enough iron or certain types of bees, I mean, we're talking about hormone degradation or hormone recycling. We're talking about how you actually detoxify hormones and you actually create better um, pregnenolone and progesterone. And so uh, just seeing people's hormones balance from doing more meats um, was very surprising to me. So I was not surprised after I started reading more about like carnivore diet, where some of my patients said, I'm just going to do carnivore. And literally like many of their hormone cycle issues, like ladies just stopped and it was great. Like they were actually, some of them actually got pregnant and such after that. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, yeah. that's, you hear these stories in functional medicine all the time where people can't even get pregnant. And it, also the cortisol level, that, that's the big thing too for people. And the second they just change their gut floor and their gut bacteria, I mean, it seems like it makes makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. Then they can like, conceive, and it's it's. I've I've had clients who change in like two weeks. Have been trying for years and just change their diet, and they're like getting pregnant like that. So I think a lot of us, like you know, you know, especially on this podcast as as leaders, you have to help spread the word and like educate people that you you need to supplement, you know, with nutrition to really kind of start that you know the engine of you know of healing yourself and healing your community and that's kind of my whole job is the health warrior project is to inspire people all over the globe to become little health warrior community workers almost partners in health level healthcare workers to heal the larger community using food you know urban farming regenerative farming you know healing centers but really all around food and food being the activation point mm -hmm. yeah my mission yeah that's so true. Okay, I, I want to pivot because I want to make sure we cover this. You, we were talking early on about biohacking, and you were actually talking about doing this for some of your friends and things like that. And I know that you have, but um, uh, what is it? The biohouse. Biohouse. Yeah, I was like drawing a blank there. Okay, so tell me about these centers, and maybe even just give me an idea of like what's your favorite. Like, what are you seeing that's working? Because there's like this whole industry of biohacking tools, and it's like. 
oh my gosh, we need the red light and the infrared sauna and the ice plunge and like all these things that people are like, I don't have enough hours in the day to do all the different things. So, you know, what is it that you really like? Number one, that you see that's like, this moves the needle. And two, like, tell us about biohouse. Like, tell us about these centers, because I think it's a really like, I, I don't know how this stuff doesn't exist already because I'm like, this is, this is like, that's like the that's what people really need, you know, and it's hard. Like it's like finding a needle in a haystack to find a place that kind of addresses all these different things. So I'd love to go into like the biohacking world a little bit. Yeah. So I guess quickly on the, what the biohouse is. So the biohouse uh, was created. We started off in Austin um, to basically create a trauma-informed healing center. I noticed a lot of people in the space where like, there's a lot of um, like the, I guess to go really honestly of why we created this is there's a lot of predatorship in the wellness space and especially in the psychedelic medicine space so i was working with this um you know psychedelic church in austin and it ended up seeing a lot of really dark things happening with leadership so i wanted to create a safe space for people to do the integration work um but also a kind of create a um trauma-informed healing center where we can do you know time massage you know acupuncture you know energy work frequency work i have all these practitioners all over the country that we do uh yoga retreats you know breath works but also we do brand activations so one of the major um selling points you know for my um brands and also for for my clients who and membership members that come in is we have you know, brands that I believe in are brands that I've met on the biohacking circuit or in the wellness space that either A, don't have a brick and mortar and they want to have a physical location to do brand activations. Two, they just want to be a part of the ecosystem in the community. And we do, you know, we do retreats, we do, you know, full brand activation days, week activations, monthly activations. So some of these activation costs subsidize the community and the low and uh, kind of subsidize for the low income, um, you know, sector who potentially couldn't pay for these services. Um, so we have like cold plunge saunas. Um, we're going to get a Russian Turkish bathhouse potentially in our Oregon location. Uh, we have, um, you know, red light therapy. There's this device called immortal.com. We should check that out. They're like a five stacked analog PMF red light phenomenal brand that I'm, uh, I'm working closely with. Uh, Lionheart Ventures has these PMF, uh, you know, suits. So we have a lot of different, different locations of different brands, but I, I think personally, um, one of the brands I really believe in, um, I think everybody could have in their home is like a biohacking tool is uh, Therisage. Uh, I'll, write their, I'll write their link here. So Therisage.com, they have one of the probably, probably the best infrared or they have the best infrared sauna, um, portable infrared sauna on the market. They have these amazing Therafrost uh, portable cold plunges as well uh, that, you know, probably top of the line in the marketplace. But they also have all these amazing... Um, uh, skew of skew of products but like red lights and you know jade back uh massage heating chairs um but the, what's so great about their infrared sauna is it's totally not plastic it's all like bamboo and everything's made um from amazing synthetic materials that are not are, are not synthetic but amazing natural materials mm -hmm. uh but just this the biohouse in general is basically a community space and a community center um for you know almost think of it as like a brand incubation act uh, uh mentorship program for brands but also it's like a soho house for you know co-working but also networking and we have dinners and we have so, like, kind of social gatherings it is a membership uh there's a membership uh program but we also can you know sell tickets or if you're a friend of a friend you don't really you know obviously be part of the family to really educate people on the brands that are out there and the products that are out there to actually help people and i would say 
I use trauma as like probably a, a little too too much, but really what a trauma means is anything that makes your body not safe or not in a, in a parasympathetic state where you're actually at rest. So our job is to put you in the most, you know, fundamentally calm incubation space where you actually can work through that trauma, work through your integration if you have your own stuff you're going through, and then learn about products and, you know, the workshops that might be interesting of you interesting to you in your network and the mm. space. Yeah. So you have the, um, you have the, the, the effect of all these great therapies together. Do you have like uh therapists in there? And we talk about like, you know, when they talk about psychedelics or talk about herbs and stuff like that, do you have like practitioners in there as well? Like that sort of guide people on like what kind of herbs and, and supplements and things like that, that help out along with the food and how to do the food preparation. Is that like, it, like a all encompassing, right? Like the Soho house is in one spot. Yeah. 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 So we, I, I have different practitioners, in different locations, but yeah, I have basically, um, we're, and I think in Oregon right now and in Austin, where we have a psychedelic kind of approval, because we're working with indigenous tribes. So some of, we have some like sovereignty stuff we're working with. And um, but but basically we're doing um we have a ketamine clinic we're working with, and we have a a therapist that does approved MDMA and mushrooms with I think it's uh an organization she works with in in uh in Oregon and also another one in, in LA actually. So I think ultimately uh, what we do is going to part of what I do is I'm a networker and I build people who are in this. I believe in there's a lot of white space in the wellness industry where everyone's kind of working really siloed. My job is to make everyone come together. So we have the farmer, the doctor, the psychiatrist, the scientist, the biohacker, uh, you know, in the you know yoga teacher and the breathwork teacher all come together in a meal. And see everyone can help each other and everyone can lift up. And again, rising tide lifts all ships. So I'm not, you know, if I have one, you know, coal plunge company, I'm not going to say no to another one because we're all trying to build this together and outsource, you know, the best products mm -hmm. uh, to help our clients. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But yeah, no, if we, if someone who wants to be a part of the program in LA, Boston, Miami, uh, Austin, and Oregon, and potentially Puerto Rico in the next few weeks, anybody wants a specific offering that we need, they can reach out to me or my team and we can curate, curate that for them um, easily and, and at the, at their convenience. Mm -hmm. So good. You sound like a water element. Do you think you so, are you water? I thought I, was, I thought I was fire. You might be fire, but just the connection, like trying, you know, like just connecting people. I feel like, I don't know. Right, what you'll, do you think, you'll, read my, you'll read my chart. I'll give you all my, I'll give you all my numbers and you can read my chart. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the expert. That's a, that, that is for certain, but Dr. Molly could probably all right, do a better okay. job. Oh, I do. Podcast. We'll do my whole chart. Perfect. Oh, that would be oh awesome. God. That'd be awesome. We'd love to do it. So, okay. Like, so you do the podcast, you're going to have the whole studio set up. Do you have like your podcast studio, like set up down in Puerto Rico or it's going to be like so in certain areas you can do anywhere? We're setting that up now. We have one in LA already fully set up. Um, are you guys, where are you guys based? I'm in Nashville. She's in Charleston. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so we have this, um, uh, basically this high end recording music, uh, the film score studio in Inglewood, California, which we kind of do community biohacking work and also podcasts and, uh, you know, sound recordings and do like art and music healing is one of our biggest, uh, trends. So that is our podcast studio now. And we're going to be opening the, Puerto Rico podcast studio, I think in like two weeks, I'm literally here at Boston right now organizing that. Uh, so we'll make an ancient health uh, podcast room. I'll put a big banner and we'll make it work. Yes. Okay. Love it. 
Just oh, do it, Misha. Just do it, man. I'm in. And then we're going to get the merch line going because we already have so many ideas for t-shirts. Oh, no, that's amazing. And I was at New York Fashion Week last night with my um, my partners who are part of this uh, indigenous group called Indigenous Enterprise who go around the country and educate with on dance and music, but they're like the last of the tribal dancers. Um, I'll send you some videos, but in Puerto Rico, we're working with the Taino Native Americans, um, the Caribbean Native Americans to actually do some more tribal work there. So we'll tie in ancient health podcast with the indigenous down there and we'll get everybody super dialed in with the with the ancient ways of healing. Oh and man, get, this is gonna be great. Cool photos. This is gonna be great. Um, so with all of this, Misha, we see that your 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 goal, which I'm I'm so thankful that you do see like um, within a health field out there in social media that predatory you're talking about, like when people are just trying to make more money and just trying to like advocate just for their benefit in that sense. So I love it that you're making these clinics all around to help people know themselves even more. So with the Health Warrior Project online, like can they get there and they're going to get on there and they're going to have all the access to like different recipes, different biohacking and such all laid out for them, right? On there, because it's an amazing website when I've searched it out. There, there's some stuff, it, it, there's some stuff on there. Most of the, if you want to like get more detailed information you can reach out to me instagram or my website the contact email me but yeah i have recipes on there if you want to get more recipes from me i can send you um and i'm making two cookbooks for now so i'm not having all my recipes on my website but i'll send you recipes clients can hire me for whatever they need i do you know digital cooking classes catering big events weddings bar mitzvahs whatever you need but but absolutely <laughs> We also do retreats. So I, I do a lot of like wellness retreats. Maybe we can do an ancient health retreat uh, at this property in Oregon. We can go to Puerto Rico or wherever you want to go. Make it happen. Oh, man. This is good. You know what, um, Chris? I'm thinking the the gallbladder retreat. Yeah. We're going to do a gallbladder <laughs> retreat. We're like, we need to do a gallbladder retreat. It's going to be. My doctor's like one of the top gut functional medicine GI doctors in the country. So we could bring her and get it going. Done. Oh, yeah. Tort, you never know. Okay, let's do this. That'd be fun. Oh, we don't. We just bring the frequency doc. Fuck it. Let's just bring you. Sorry, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This is so, so cool. I actually, I'm really inspired by all that you're doing because um, you're, you're kind of like, you know, you're in uncharted territory because there's a lot of people that are like super brand focused or, or they're, you know, they're just developing like one thing, but you're kind of putting all the pieces together, which that can be the hardest thing to do for a lot of people. It's like they can find certain pieces of the puzzle, but it's not until you can get them all into focus together that you start to see the healing really take place mm -hmm. and, and really and like get to that place where you feel like you improve your baseline. So, I think that you're an incredible guide, you know, in shedding light on all these different areas to give people a vision and gosh, your story. I mean, it's wild. Like just, I mean, there's probably just layers and layers and layers of just so much personal growth that you've had to experience to get to where you are today. I think that speaks volumes. Mm -hmm. Um, and so just getting to know you a little bit as a person, I mean, it's, it's really impressive to see all you you've done and just super excited to see, you know, how you're carrying that forth into your mission. So, um, but I'd love for you to just leave our listeners with something, you know, I can tell you're like, like all of us here, like we're constant learners. And so there's, there's always things that we just feel like are uh, maybe just like new revelations that just kind of help us look at things in a different way. What's something in your life right now 
that you feel like has just been top of mind? Like something, it could be a lesson you're learning, or it could be something you're inspired by or um, challenged by, but I'd love for you to share that. Cause I could just tell you're like somebody that probably has like really deep insight. And I'd love to, you know, just, just like get into that a little bit. It doesn't have to be super deep either. It could be something. Well, I, I, I guess, well, I could go kind of Confucius says over here. Um, so like one of the things that really, you know, I I'm dealing with a lot and the payment that has a year or so or two years is I'm not saying I'm a visionary or I'm a forward thinker, but people who are creatives or artists, especially artists uh, or visionaries, you're going to have a lot of people in your life that are going to second guess you and say, you're probably not going to do it. Or why would you think of this? And why would you think of that? Uh, you know, why are you the one that's going to change the world? Um, and there's a quote, right? Only people that the only people that can change the world are crazy enough to like to think they can do so. So one thing that I want to like say to people is we get really stuck in this perfectionist mindset or I can't do it until it's perfect and I need everything to be all my ducks in a row to be, you know, lined up before I, you know, take this job or ask this person out for a, you know, a business deal or, or take this person to lunch and pick their brain for whatnot. So, or to start this career. So what I would say is there's a line in varsity blues. It's a football movie high school, but it says, believe in yourself and throw the ball or, or believe it, believe in the, yeah, believe in yourself and throw the ball. I would say what I've been using a lot lately is believe in the ball and throw yourself, like mm -hmm. believe in that you're doing and just yep. throw yourself as far as you can and then reverse engineer how to get there. But don't think about how to get there. Just mm -hmm. get there. And I think a lot of people there, especially in the wellness space or on the wellness journey, they don't see like, the three weeks of getting there, they just want that to get, they want to see the end result. So I would just say, you know, in wellness, mental health, business, career, whatever, just throw your, throw, believe in the ball and just throw yourself as far as you can. And then you'll, the ball will be there and then you'll just show up. So I yeah. think, I think um, if I could leave everyone with that is like, you also are the quarterback and the CEO of your own journey and your own health. And if you forget that, that you're not in charge, that's because you're probably dealing with a lot of inflammation in your brain that's making you feel like you're having a panic attack and you're not capable, but you are capable. Just breathe, take a nap if you really are stressed out, and then take a cold shower and then start all over. And that's pretty, yeah. that's pretty simple. And then downward Amazing. dog. Amazing. minutes. Okay. Amazing. Downward dog and chill out. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we started there. We finished there. We finished that's it. We started with downward dog. We're going to finish. That's a sweatshirt in the back. All right. It's that's a, right. Awesome, awesome print. I love it. Man, so good. Misha, you're a cool dude. I you know, I like yes, I like what cool you're dude. doing. I just you're fun. You're you've you've obviously, you know, you've like I said, you've you've got a lot to offer people. I hope that they've enjoyed this conversation and episode, but I want to make sure that everybody knows where to connect with you because you do have tons of articles and blogs and recipes and ways to just, you know, take what we've talked about and go even deeper. So you want to hit us up with the different places people can find you. And we'll make sure we link those in the show notes too. Yeah. You can find me on Instagram at uh, the health project.com or at the bio house house spelled H A U S my mother's German. Forgive me. I'm Jewish and German funny story. Uh, and my, uh, 
email or my website, um, the Health Warrior Project. You can find me. It's the contact at the bottom. Just close to my email and I'll get back to you as soon as possible. So cool. Oh, man. Well, it has been a very big pleasure and it it has been fun. You're a fun dude. And I'm just saying we had um, a great time talking with you, Misha. And so for all of you out there who want to contact Misha, he told you how to contact him. And um, we're going to keep on promoting you, my friend. And, you know, maybe me and Courtney do come down to Puerto Rico and we'll see about doing some podcasting down there with you, my friend. That'd be awesome. I got to drive down to Miami in the next month. Maybe I'll just uh, stop by the way. Stop Break by out. Nashville yeah. from Charleston. We're here. And so I am just glad, but it's going to be a good time, guys. You're going to see some adventures. You're going to see, you know, Courtney down at those, um, those, you know, those bio bays where they're just illuminating stuff. She's going to have yeah. her enema, her coffee enema tube in hand. She's going to rock it out, Misha. So guys, I, I have, I have the enema queen. She comes down and does like coffee, matcha enemas, everyday dose. Oh my goodness. Courtney's like, like this. You see so Courtney's face. Me, she's like, yeah. Wait, don't don't you tease me, Misha. Yeah. Don't. Oh, are we got a spot. We got a mushroom. We got an everyday dose of our mushroom sp- uh, coffee sponsor, and they have a mushroom matcha. So it's like the best enema in town. I mean, will never leave. Cold. He'll stay there forever. It's gonna be- yeah. You know what? Just we'll just have to send all the kids now, and I'll, I'll take. <laughs> but you, you have me oh. sold. So this is nice so great. Some block be perfect. Awesome. I mean, all right, guys, this has been this has been a fun time. It's been fun. It's been fun. Yeah. Thank you so much, Misha, for joining us today. Thanks, Dr. Misha. Motley, always so good to co-host with you. If you've liked this episode, make sure you share it. Make sure you follow Misha, the Health Institute. You know, leave us a review. Hang out on Instagram. Send a DM. We'd love to hear from you. Love to see how the podcast is serving your health journey. And we will see you guys on the next episode. Hey, Dr. Axe here. I want to say thank you so much for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to like and subscribe the show so you don't miss a thing. Also, if you're in search of more natural health content, you can follow us at Health Institute on Instagram or subscribe to our newsletter using the link in the show notes below. Hey, thanks a lot and have a blessed week.